0: are you ready to become toxic person proof? Hey guys, Sarah K. Ramsey here to help you find love and success after a toxic relationship so you can design a life you're actually excited about living. Hello, wonderful. This is Sarah and I am so excited about my Fellow Tennessean guest, I met Emily Winters at a conference we were at in Nashville, and she runs Strings for Hope, which is an amazing organization that she knows more about than me. So Emily, please tell us what this is. Yeah, so I run Strings for Hope. It's broken
1: musical strings made into jewelry. And our mission is to employ survivors of addiction, human trafficking, and domestic abuse. Um, but yeah, all handcrafted, beautiful jewelry out of broken guitar strings and bass strings. And yeah, that's, that's, oh that's a little gosh. bit more
0: about it. Yeah. That is so cool. So you have musicians in Nashville donate their old strings, right? So this isn't just like you're going to a pawn shop and picking up old strings.
1: Yeah. So it's strings from all over. Honestly, we get strings sent to us from anyone from a famous person to um, we have homeless people that perform on the streets that will give us their strings. So literally anyone and everyone can donate their strings and you can feel good about it because you're keeping it out of the landfill. And also providing a job for a survivor. So it's a really cool concept. And fun fact, strings actually stay in the landfill for like over 100 to 200 years. Because it's just metal, right? So it's just corroding and being gross metal in our landfills. And instead, you could provide a job with it. So it's a it's a really great concept.
0: Yeah. And such like, like a trifecta, right? It's like you... Mm-hmm. Are helping the environment and you're helping employ people and you're making like beautiful work. I mean, it's beautiful. Yeah. So yeah. I, know, I love it. <laughs> so how do you find people to employ? Yeah. So we go into
1: facilities. I'll give you a breakdown kind of like how Strings for sure. works. Um, we go into halfway houses, human trafficking safe houses. We basically partner with nonprofit facilities that don't have a social enterprise.
0: Um, business.
1: there's not a lot of you hear the term social enterprise kind of thrown around out there, and basically, you know you're giving a social impact or you're providing um, a business structure for a maybe a demographic or of people that don't otherwise wouldn't have that kind of structure. And so we label ourselves as a social enterprise. But with um the demographic that we're working with, you don't have some of these facilities that we partner with just they don't have any way for them to make money. They need to have their, um, they need to be going through their recovery kind of checkpoints and really focusing on themselves during that time. And so we thought what a great way to provide, um, job opportunities to women who have been through this is to go partner with these nonprofits, lift, lift them up, but really it's meeting the women where they're at. So we go into, we work with Thistle Farms right now, um, and, and Slavery Tennessee, which is a, and Slavery Tennessee is a trafficking safe house, um, And they actually have their whole program structures more than just a safe house, but they're wonderful. Um, So we go in there and we do weekly classes. It's like a class work development program is what it's called, but it's a class-like structure for the first few months. And we meet them where they're at. We're bringing in pieces. We're like a giant assembly line. So we're going in and we're like bringing in broken string and like we're cutting and measuring little pieces to it. And then it'll go back to our in-house office team and they will solder it and mold it into all of the beautiful pieces that you see. And then the in-house workers are, they're also survivors or like myself, an ally um, to this community. And so they are just contributing to the bigger picture and the bigger circle of it all. Um, But so the first four months (laughs) we work with the facility, meeting them where they're at. And then after a few months of that, our goal is to bring them um, part-time with us um, and then hopefully full-time hire them later or at least help them find another job, be a resume builder. Yeah. So. Oh, absolutely.
0: And just a confidence builder as well. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's been, I, I just actually, it's been kind of a sad week for us because we had one of our employees um, start a new job. She moved to Chattanooga and she's amazing. We love her so much. But um, it, it was really awesome to hear like how she valued the company and what it brought to her. And she didn't even come through the program. However, she is um, sober and is in this community. But she taught the women in the facilities and for a bit and um, played a big role in the inventory and creating the product and her just hearing what, how, just really, I needed that. I was like, "We did that, really? You feel you feel motivated? You feel like you got something out of this?" Um, and I mean, to the outsider, you can look like we're doing that all the time. But for someone, you know, r- running a business and having this podcast, you don't know if you're actually. You, you don't always believe that you're doing that all the time, to be honest. And so it was really nice to hear that going through this kind of like bittersweet um, transition with our team. i really realizing the impact that we're making and more than anything, it's empowering people.
0: Well, I think that's a really important point because I do get a lot of feedback. There was a client recently who got a $20,000 raise. I had someone else get engaged this week, which is quite the end of the spectrum on what I do, you know, yeah. but it is, it's like, I'm thankful every time they tell me, because there's other pieces of running a business or whatever that just, suck right I mean they're just not fun or you know some of the resiliency required or you know making sure you're back to the basics for me you know I don't want to like get too far away from what I originally right there's just so many pieces to think about that before I was running a business I didn't think about that it was just like oh that's cool they do podcasts and you know that kind of stuff right yeah
1: it's just crazy the impact that you have on people. Well, it's kind of like what we were talking about at the summit, right? With my my actual um for you listeners, my my panel was building a brand with purpose and to be honest, I struggled a little bit with feeling confident going on stage, if you will, to talk about that because I'm like, what is my purpose? Like I had to really think about it is if I, it's almost like a subconscious thing because anyone can have a purpose in their business. And that's what I talked about was it doesn't matter what you're doing. You can bring purpose to your company or the company that you work at. And it might have nothing to do with what you're selling or the fact that you have a podcast platform or that you're a coach um, for so many people. I mean... The goal isn't just for you to um, help someone get engaged or help someone do whatever they want to do. Your goal is to impact people in some type of way. Like your purpose is there's a deeper meaning to it, and it took me time to figure that out. And I realized, oh, I can't employ everybody. I can't just work right. with every survivor here. And like, why do I want to work with all these women who have been through so much stuff? And like, I just want to empower women and and that's that's my purpose right now. that's just focusing on that
0: well yeah, yeah. what I hear you talk about is kind of like the spiritual journey or like the hero's journey of building a business, and yeah. that is something no one told me about before <laughs> I went into this, and right. <laughs> I just really didn't know <laughs> right yeah. about that impact and um you know I have a uh, a lot of organized religion, you know, in my in my past, but the building of the business and really connecting with purpose and having to slow down or speed up or make quicker decisions or figure out who the boundaries, what you just described as boundaries. Like I can't (laughs) employ everyone. Like I can't help everyone. So who can I help? Where where are those boundaries? How do I you know the people and I'm sure you understand like you know, somebody will go on the phone with me, like, can I help you? Or can you help me? And it's like, you know, that's really not what I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I could I help you to some extent? Sure. But that's not, I, I, I'm not, I have a, actually a sweatshirt that says I'm not for everyone, you know? And, um, mm-hmm. uh, but I'm not, and anyone who says they are for everyone is liar, 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 right? Like yeah. something's very wrong. Oh,
1: but yeah.
0: if there is, you know, someone's been abused, someone's been human trafficked, someone's been, you know, struggled with addiction, and then you have to turn them away.
1: Yeah, for some
0: yeah. reason, but you have to, yeah. you feel terrible. And I think that's, you know, my husband's seen me go to sleep crying. You know, I have just been furious because of people describe certain situations. And then I'm like, okay, do you want to change your situation? And they're like, no, you know, I know that my daughter doesn't respect me and you know she's suicidal because she's watching me but I think it's going to be fine it's going to magically work out and I just get off the phone like in a rage like yeah, that I have to calm down you know so I'm really glad you talked about that spiritual journey mm-hmm. of the Welcome. business a bit and kind of the behind the scenes because I feel like people are not talking about that as much yeah. um and yeah, we're talking smart. about such deep issues right like abuse like mm-hmm. addiction like sex trafficking, you do want to help everybody. You didn't get into this to be mean.
1: No, it sucks. it sucks. That's the best way to describe it. It's like, this actually kind of sucks. And it doesn't matter what business you're in. Mm-hmm. If you were, um, yeah. So I think some of y'all have heard of an Enneagram. I am an Enneagram two to my core. I am an empath to my core. I wish I could be a three. I wish I could be more of a business-minded kind of Enneagram three person, but I am a two. And so with those boundaries with, um, working with survivors and just working with people in general, I have struggled for years. I still struggle. Um, you know, just being able to provide an opportunity for these women is wonderful, but I have had to say no many of times and had to draw the line. I've been taken advantage of a lot of times too, because you know, you kind of, uh, you can allow it in a lot of ways. Um, and kind of the theme of this podcast, like just those kind of toxic, yeah. toxic relationships I've allowed I've allowed in or I've been a part of. And as a business leader and things that they don't really talk about in business is building those boundaries with the people that you're working with. I feel like, you know, most companies will have just like HR, but with small businesses, we don't, always have that and also it's so like HR is so like kind of like cut and dry. It's like a paper it's like a book, you know, you just go by the book. Um, but they don't tell you as a business owner that you're going to be emotionally invested in all these people and that it's going to be really hard when they either leave or, you know, you can't employ them forever or a pandemic happens and you have to let all of them go for a bit. And it's just, yeah, they don't they don't prepare you for that. So it's good that we could talk about that a little bit
0: yeah well even I don't know if you've had people who just kind of like give up on themselves like you know even in my program it's really interesting you know I might have somebody in like six weeks seven weeks and then they're like oh they changed their profile picture back to their ex and then they mm-hmm. send me an email like hey you know I've had something changed at work so you know I can't finish your program and I'm like yeah Yeah. I I, That happens all the
1: time. (laughs) I mean, that happens. It's not this stigma, right? That like this only happens because if if I was to tell you, yeah, that happens with like survivors of uh, domestic abuse and like things like that, Mm -hmm. like they'll go back to old patterns or like obviously addiction. You'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. But no, that happens with everyone. We all can fall into our old habits. I see that happening to me. I have to check myself with holding myself accountable. I am recently getting back into therapy, thank God, you know, doing something for myself. And I, um, I just feel like it's so hard because what do you want to do? You want to be like, you want to shake them and be like, get your shit together. <laughs> no,
0: no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's like boundaries. Just, you can't do that. <laughs> yeah, lots of boundaries. Yeah, no, but it is such a, cause I think. There's really this idea. It's like, okay, if I get a good boyfriend or if I leave this marriage or whatever that I don't have, I don't have to fix the pieces of me that need boundaries. And it's like, no, it will keep showing up for you. It will keep, like, if you do not solve this problem, you know, what I call becoming toxic person-proof, if you don't get a grip on this, it's going to show up in work, it's going to show up, <laughs> I mean, just yeah. wherever, friends, your kids, like, I, I don't I, you don't have kids yet, but, you know, there's so <laughs> many people who's, like, kids are running them over, yeah, they're like, well, I just want to be nice, you know, I just want to, I yeah. want them to be happy, and I'm like, man, their future employer and future spouse are really going to wish you'd done some work around this, you know, yeah. I mean, it, it's tough to, it just, point being it just
1: shows up what <laughs> life wants th- us to learn i totally agree with you and i think that's a big reason why I'm not this is not what this is about but why i'm like not i don't want kids right now um it is because i'm so aware of that it, it's mm-hmm. terrifying to know the just the little things that can impact um you know kids for sure but people in general you how you treat you treat people how you want to be treated, right? So if you're continuing this um, mentality into your life, if you're looking at people a certain way, if you're scared of hurting people's feelings, if all these things, like it will continue to show up even in the best of relationships. Even if you have wonderful, for me, I have wonderful employees and everyone's so great, but there has been a time, there was have been many times where I've had employees that like are awesome people, but they run over me because I was such an easy target, um, and easy to run over. And that was something that I've had to learn, um, to build those, those relationships a little bit better and the boundaries and all those things that we're talking about.
0: But yeah. Well, I one time had a lady and she said, she was wanting to start her own business, her own coaching business. And, um, I said, you know, what have you been doing or, you know, with your work? And she's like, oh, you know, I guess I'm going to stay my corporate job a little bit longer and I'm going to have to work on some boundaries. And I just was like, let's just chat about the difference of boundaries required for having your own business versus working for someone else. Like, I mean, yeah. there were built in boundaries when it's not your baby, like yeah. which I know your business is right. There's built in boundaries when it's like, okay, there's someone else to do this job. Well, there's no, sometimes there's no one else to do the job when you start your own business or, and then, you know, maybe with within corporate, it's like, oh, so-and-so was mad the project wasn't finished. You know, you're talking about, okay, how do I turn down someone who was sold as a child in this, like, sex trafficking? Like,
1: Yeah. Well,
0: that's actually, that's an example of something we don't work
1: with, um, like, teens or mm-hmm. kids and... You know, that's happened where we've had um, people reach out and they want to, or one of the facilities reach out and they really, well, we have like a teenager. Can they work for you? And I have to draw the line. Mm-hmm. You can't. Um, there's many reasons that go into that, that I'm sure I could break down. But um, ultimately, we just don't work with people under age because of liability issues. Mm-hmm. And that sucks. Um, and. Random people reach out all the time who are like, I would, I'm in recovery or I'm a survivor or I'm an ally of this and I would love to, you know, make the jewelry or do something for you. And it's like, I I, I can't right now. This isn't the, how our structure works. And yeah, it's a, it's kind of a blow, but it, you have to learn how to say no. And I've definitely have said yes. That's how I've learned how to say no.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah, great, great analogy. You know, especially as that enneagram too, which is the um, yeah. you know caregiver, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, caregiver. Yeah. And I always think about like fire or water. Like fire can either burn you up or keep you alive. You know, water, water can either hydrate you or drown you. You know, so that kindness.
1: We wanna yeah. keep
0: hold of that kindness. You wanna be kind and take care of others and make a difference in the world. It's wonderful things, right? Yeah. We just can't let we can't let it consume us. Yeah, you can't
1: let it you can't it can't be my identity. It, yeah. Ooh. Biggest
0: Ooh. Way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, <there's>, I know <laughs> Yes. There's a term called helpaholic. That uh, I heard one time and I, I use it as mine, you know, and it was just like um, this woman. She was like, yeah, I'm a helpaholic. And it was really kind of apparent in her own life how she was reaching out to always help others. But it was kind of an avoidance of doing her own work.
1: Yeah. Oof yeah, that's, that's, that was me.
0: That kind of still is me sometimes. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah, we're all on a journey, right? We're all on right. a journey.
1: <laughs> like, you're not ever going to talk to someone who's perfect, right? Like this is, we're, we're all human. And I think it's important to talk about those things because the people listening to this are, if they're doing great work like us, um, I'm sure they're flawed in that, in some type of way. And that's something that I, I love talking about that specific subject because it, it, I have to talk about it so I can, you know, correct myself um, yeah. on that journey of being a help, being someone that helps so much and, you know, doesn't always help yourself. And um, that just falls back into those boundaries and drawing those lines because that's what that is. But
0: yeah. Well, and if anyone <laughs> is pretending they're perfect, run very quickly,
1: far away. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. You don't want to work with them.
0: <laughs> yeah, that person is hiding something dangerous. Um, well, what is a really cool story? We we talked a lot, um, you know, you talk about a former employee. Are there any other cool stories that stick out within your work, whether from somebody who got your jewelry or somebody you employed?
1: Man, I mean, there's so many, there's so many random stories. I'm, they're all just kind of like mixing together. But I feel like I'm working on, trying to live in the present. So I'm going to give you, um, kind of like what's going on with us right now and a new, so yes, you heard about one of our employees who is, you know, moved on to a cool position. We're joking around saying that she's just going to going to get training so she can come back, um, to us, but, but, um, we have another employee who is, uh, amazing and she, she wants to own her own bakery. And this is like, um, just a quick background on me. Like I have struggled again, being like an empath and working with the demographic that we work with and like just working with people, you're bound to get hurt in some type of way. And we've dealt with a lot of trials and tribulations with, with people where they've hurt me or they've, um, you know, left the business not in a great way or obviously like overdoses and things like that happen. And um, you know, one thing to, kind of keep going for me is to really empower people to do what they want to do and not not feel like strings for hope is everything. I mean, of course it is my baby and it's everything to me, but if I hold it to such a high standard of like, we're saving everybody, then there's going to be an issue because it's not true. That's not going to happen. And so something that's really helped me and guided me to keep me grounded has been this shift of like, I'm just here to empower women. And I can do that even if that's like empowering them to move on to their next step life. Um, and that not being strengths for hope. Right. And so anyways, backtrack. So one of our newer employees who is um, probably going to be with us for a minute because she's amazing and great at the job, but she right out the gate is like, I'm going to own a bakery. And I'm like, I love you. You're great. Like I love that entrepreneurship kind of mentality. And you know, her having a heart for doing this and just it's just awesome and so we have these writers rounds that we have happen quarterly um where we put on if you're not familiar with the writers rounds it's a kind of a musical event and it's like a little mini like everyone sings their original songs this is fun thing that we put on um quarterly but she's debuting her bakery which is called boss lady bakery at it and it's really exciting. Um, she's going to be making empanadas and some cheesecake. If you guys are in Nashville,
0: March 17th, come out. Um, well, I, I will say, uh, for those of you <laughs> who haven't been to Nashville, the um, when you have sing-along type events or karaoke or whatever yeah. in Nashville, it is not like it's, anywhere else. You know, yeah. I've been to Austin and Nashville and some of these other music capitals. But it's like there's so many people looking to make it in Nashville. So like yeah. some of these sing-alongs are amazing they
1: are um yeah, yeah. It's- we get to work with amazing
0: people
1: i think for us we started putting them on it's kind of like you sing your original songs and a lot of them you know do covers and everyone loves a cover but um the writers rounds were meant for them to show their original music and kind of a give back because a lot of these people support us so we're like let's support them and give them a platform in a way and we sell our jewelry at it. And it's a whole like little thing. And it's called Late Night Coffee Jams. And that's kind of be, to be inclusive to all. There's not like, we don't have alcohol at it or anything like that. Um, and so anyways, this the cool, fun story that's new for us is that one of the survivors that is working with us is getting to start her bakery. It's the first event that she's doing. I'm so excited about it. Uh, mainly because I love cheesecake and empanadas, but um, but also it's just amazing that I see again I see it working. Like I see that okay, this jewelry might not be necessarily transforming their life, but it means something. It means that it means that they get to it. It represents empowerment just completely and really taking something that is trash and broken and molding it into something beautiful is just like kind of like how I look at my life. I'm like, we're just keep working at it and we keep working at it and just keep trying. And that is, um, you know, why I'm really excited about that because I feel like she's, she's doing that.
0: So yeah, you're amazing. And this is so cool. So where can people follow you, find your jewelry, buy from you, support you, give us all the good details.
1: Yeah. So it's just stringsforhope.com. Um, you can always get us on Instagram and Facebook and all those good things at strings for hope. And um, yeah, there's, there's a lot, a lot out there We're, we have blogs and newsletters and all of that. And there's lots of deals that we have going on. We're working on collections with different big artists and that's always fun. Um, anyone who's listening who plays, you can donate your string. People send in their string. Like I said, from all over, and you are really impacting people with that. Um, but yeah, just strings for help on social media. You'll find our stuff and super
0: easy to just click through and buy. Yeah. Oh, Emily, thank you so much for the amazing work you're doing for real. Like thank you. Thank you. And um, and then thank you for today um, and and helping us on our journey to becoming toxic person proof. finding love and success after a toxic relationship, then consider this your personal invitation for me. I'm there live, there's tons of support, and most importantly, tons of more information to help you on your journey to become Toxic Person Proof.